Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Things. All right, man. Episode 65, correct? Yes, sir. All right. I always need a little bit of reassurance because I'll be forgetting what the fuck is going on. <laughs> All right, man. Another week. Another week of fun. Um, I was talking to Keith earlier this week, and we had a conversation about some of the shit that we see on social media and why it happens. And then we kind of came to like, uh, uh, I don't know if we had the same idea about it, but one thing that I brought up was the fact of reality television and how much that affects culture and how much of that plays out like on social media. Like the effects of reality television kind of bleed into regular life. You got people that are putting their personal business out, telling you all kind of stuff you don't really care to hear. And it's all because it's like a learned behavior almost. Mm hmm. It's like, look, I don't care that you got slapped by your ex-boyfriend. Like, that does not matter. He mm -hmm. could slap you a million times, and I wouldn't give a fuck. But yeah. here's, <laughs> the fact that you see this type of wild shit on TV and people are entertained by drama, I think it's really bleeding into our society. Yeah. That's just my opinion, though. I had this weird dream. Um, and this is a little bit of a tangent. But I had this dream that... I was watching a performance of Cardi B. Oh shit. And like her she she had like these butt implants and for some reason they were like this like like almost like a like the the breast implants kind mm -hmm. of. Yeah. But it was more like flat on one side and then like it had a curve to it. So oh, like Lord. For some reason the way it was sticking out of her like uh protruding out of her skin, Ow. like you can see the cuff. Oh Lord. So she was like adjusting it in my dream. It was kind of weird. Like she was trying to adjust it so you can hide uh, like the implant area. There was but a real video of that. You know that, right? That happened in real life? That's a real. That really happened. Not to her, but there's a real video of a woman that got ass implants. But she, instead of getting the fat transfer, she got the implant. Then she could move the implant in her butt and it looked like flat and weird. And then she could move it to where it looked like round. Oh. There's a real fucking video of this shit. That just made me feel extremely Imagine weird. you hitting it from the back and her butt just fall. Oh, my God. You'd be thinking to yourself, damn, I fucked the ass out of that girl. <laughs> That's disturbing. <laughs> You'd be hitting it from the back and then her, her ass go from like being big to just like flat, no booty. Like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I didn't even drink no alcohol. What the fuck happened to her booty, man? <laughs> I say all that to say that's the effects of reality TV. I'm having dreams about Cardi B's fake booty now. I don't know, man. It sound like a fetish to me. Oh, God, no. Keith likes fake asses. Hey, ladies. Keith likes fake ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking around. I would. I don't. Yeah. Maybe one of our listeners has one. Probably. Hey, you hear about uh, uh, a lot of these girls starting to get like uh, butt cancer from getting these fat transfers. Butt cancer? <laughs> it's a real thing. No bullshit. You don't believe me? <laughs> Google it. Look it up. Chicks are really getting cancer from putting, like, fat in their ass. Yeah. The bad thing about a lot of these, like, surgeries, that's another thing. Reality TV is not the only one, but, like, the it's not, like, the catalyst, but there are other, like, different... I say, I say Instagram was another very strong um, platform that bled into society. You got regular girls in your city, and they, like, you know, posing and acting like models. That, that happened from Instagram. And then you got reality TV where these Instagram girls are almost the same as the reality TV girls. Mm -hmm. And then like all they do is get in fights. Yeah. They get in fights. They have drama and people do these same things out into the world. Mm -hmm. And it's like people give them an audience because people 
they use drama as entertainment. And it's like, nah, bro, I'm not into seeing someone. I don't get off on people's despair. Yeah. I mean, drama is integrated into any form of entertainment. I just think with the reality TV, it's just like this hyper-realistic version of um, drama. And right. it's like, it's uh, it's it's a lot of like, it just makes people look bad in a sense. Right. You know, but mm-hmm. drama is everywhere. Drama is... Uh, in the NBA, dramas and oh my God. You know, movies, dramas and whatever. Like we just, I think people uh, gravitate towards drama. That's why they like reality TV shows because people like conflict. True. I think there's drama in NBA, but it's not as bad as people think. I just think that the people surrounding it amplify the drama. Like you could like get in an argument with a teammate in practice and then like y'all could squash it. And then by the time ESPN get it, they'll be like, <laughs> what's his name? Fucking uh, Stephen A. be like, my sources tell me that that he pulled a gun on him and said, I'll kill your family. <laughs> That's what my sources tell me. He'd be like, nigga, what did you just say? I don't think they're exaggerating, though. This nigga Gilbert Arenas really bought a gun. To- yeah, he did. That That's yeah. documented. But I think that some of the shit, like my sources, like, dude, it's when you say my sources, what you're doing in a... Uh, in a, I don't know, intelligent way, I guess you can say, is your, it's fucking gossip. That's all it is. Your source is gossip. That's all it is. It's or if somebody was there that don't want their name to be revealed, actually seen what happened. Yeah. I don't know about that every time. Like every, it seemed like, I don't know, bro. I don't know, but a source, like my sources tell me, is basically it's the same as somebody saying, well, look, this is what I heard. Yeah, it's like by the time these stories get to the person, it's not like, you know, if, if you whispered something in someone's ear and thirty people listened to it, by the time it got to the the, the person that really wanted to hear it, yeah. there's been all kind of shit like incorporated into the story. Yeah, that's true. But a lot of this stuff actually be happening. You hear, you you hear stories break about different athletes um, and stuff behind the scenes, and then a few months later. Um, you know, the facts actually come out. So I don't want to, you know, I think those people have a lot of integrity and, you know, they've been doing their job for years. So um, I, I tend to, depending on what their sources are saying, I tend to believe a lot of stuff that's coming out. Because you're dealing with human beings, like grown men that right. have, that are emotional and they all want to win a championship. So True. these people are, um, you know, kind of going at it you know just because they're fighting for the same thing True. And sometimes you're losing sometimes you're winning sometimes um you're not getting enough shots or whatever the case may be because i like me personally i know um different athletes and how they dealt with um their roles on certain teams right so i know a lot of that stuff does go on behind the scenes but they just try to keep it together on the court Right. That's true. But see, you're right. You see, you're dealing with people, right? I get it. But you're also dealing with networks who need ratings and also over-sensationalized stories to keep people plugged in. You know, you got to realize if they really reported on what they knew, they wouldn't be reporting shit. There's just a lot of sources and a lot of rumors that go around and they it gets amplified on ESPN. And I ain't trying to shit on ESPN, but fuck, man. Like, if it ain't if it wasn't for LeBron James and Tom Brady... Then ESPN would be like, um, um, well, 
Uh, LeVar Ball made a chicken sandwich today. His chicken sandwich did not look healthy. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk to LeVar and see what he feels about this. You be like, nigga, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. So that's my problem. You know, um, they run out of shit to talk about because LeBron wasn't in the fucking playoffs, and they were still talking about LeBron every yeah. week. Yeah. It's like, God damn. Mm-hmm. LeBron and Tom, well, Tom, I get it. Tom's more relevant, at least. But LeBron, he was out chilling. LeBron mm-hmm. was dancing on Instagram, and that made it during the fucking finals. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Yeah. They, um, yeah, I don't know. I think they they realized the, the analytics of mentioning LeBron's name. So they yeah. just kind of keep throwing his name in the fold. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I just think that's still corny, though. That's my opinion. I think it's corny because I think as a network as big as ESPN, as long as they've been around, they could find a way around doing this. You know, um, who who tweeted this? What happened here? What kind of chicken sandwich did they eat? Like, goddamn! Like, man, I don't know. But I'm not gonna tell them how to do their job. Mm-hmm. They evidently got ratings. I still watch them, but hey, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Kind of turning low key, turned into TMZ. Alright. <laughs> Moving on. <clears throat> Switching gears. Loaning people money. It's weird. Like, my thing is this. I've been in a position before where I've been so broke that I had to ask for money, and it's not a good feeling. Okay. But whenever I had to ask for money before, the first thing I tell people, hey, you know I'm gonna pay you back, right? You know this is just a loan. I'm not and they'll be like, No, man, it's all right, man. You're cool, man, Eddie. I know you're you cool, man? I'd be like, you know, I'm going to give this back. And then I pay him back, right? But here's the reason why I do it. I do that because you got to realize that it's certain people that you can ask for things and uh, they won't be tripping. But there's certain people you can ask for things and they'll tell the whole world, guess who asked me for 50 bucks? Eddie's so broke. He asked me for $50 and then he, he ain't even paying me back. Like, that's just how people are. There are, what do you call those people? Um, Indian givers, is that what they call them? That's kind of racist. Well, that's what it's called. I guess what I, that's a term used. I don't know why the people say that. It's still racist. It is, but I didn't make it, it up. God damn it. All right. Look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, nah, man, uh, I think I've had people ask me for money, right? And I don't have a problem with it. I'd rather be the person that can give than a person that's asking. Mm-hmm. But I've give, given people money and never they never said, hey, I'm going to pay you back. And then they got the nerve to ask me again. I'm like, hold on, a <laughs> motherfucker! You didn't pay me from the last time. Yeah. What do I look like, dude? Mm-hmm. Do I got sucker written on my forehead, or what the fuck is this? Yeah, I know. Oh, it sucks, man. I I know. Like for me, I I don't be if you're not like my extremely close friend. Um, I probably won't loan you, um, like a lot of money. Right. You know, some like if if you're, you know, my guy since, you know, grade school or something and we we've been rocking ever since and you ask me for like some type of large like a hundred dollars or, you know, what I don't know that what the number is, but a lot of money, then I'll be more comfortable giving you that. Right. Especially if I know you got something coming up where it's like, Okay, I'm gonna get my tax return or, you know, I got my job interview next week and you know, I'm gonna start working or whatever it is. I'll be more comfortable giving those people money. But if it's just like a regular, you know, acquaintance or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't mind loaning the person money, but it's not going to be, you know, a crazy amount. No. I'll give you like $15 or like $10 or right. something like that. Because right. it's like if I lose that, then I'll be okay. Yeah. If I lose $100, then I might shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> I heard like, I be hearing people, um, my friend was telling me 
I wish I, I can't really reveal the information or who the people are, but um, he was telling me that uh, he loaned somebody. It had to be like five hundred dollars mm-hmm. or like three hundred, something like that. But this person received a huge settlement, or he 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 gained he got a lot of, a large lump sum of money. Um, at one time. Wentworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he he really basically received a lot of money and he blew through all of his money or I don't know what happened. Oh my and then God. he asked my friend for some money and you know, he took it out of his savings to give it to him and then he just kind of go he's been ghost ever since. Wow. And he's still moving out here and it's just like, I don't know. I, I could get scary. Right. When you said if you give you $100, I'm going to shoot you. That would have been a perfect time to plug in that little uh ab lip. If your metro don't just <laughs> you know the worst thing about loaning someone money is if you loan them money, they don't pay you back. You're not making a big deal of it, but then you see them out there. They're going to these restaurants and they're yeah. buying these shoes and they're doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. You're like motherfucker. If you was a grown adult, you would see that how horrible, like how just like morally wrong it is to be flashing and doing stuff on social media trying to prove stuff to people and you owe me this much money mm-hmm. and see i'm the type of guy that's respectful if someone owes me money i'm not gonna go around telling well they owe me money i want my money back like it's between me and the person i loan money to and if they don't give it back to me then i consider that a loss this not i'll just take it as a loss and move on not to mention if that's the if they're gonna burn me for that amount of money and just leave me, then I hey, hey that's the money I paid to get rid of you. That's how yeah. I see it. That's what it took to get rid of your fucking ass. You could take that one hundred, two hundred, whatever dollars I gave you, and you could just keep it moving. Yeah, because yeah. that was a guy we seen. Uh, he went on social media basically putting someone on blast that we know, saying I loaned you this amount of money. Uh, you did some tattoos or some work for me or something oh. like that, and you never paid me back. Is the dude that does the bad tattoos? Yeah. Oh my God! This guy's got this, these tattoos. Be looking crazy. Yeah. So I don't. Know, it's 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 not really anything you can do. I mean, if you want to threaten his life, if you want to do something bad, but that probably won't bring your money back. No. Nah. It's kind of like it's almost better not to get in those situations at no. all. I, I think it's it's kind of I think it's kind of desperate on his <laughs> end. Not to talk shit about whoever it was, but to go and put somebody on blast. I think that. You as a man, you just got to take it as a loss. Like, okay, well, they don't want to pay me back. Fuck them. I ain't gonna talk bad about them because anybody who's doing that, you're not the only one that they burn. They've been burning a bunch of people. Yeah. So they already got a word on the street about them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a guy I won't say no names, but he owed a buddy of mine's, and he stayed posting pictures of like him having waves and having had a wave cap and got these fresh kicks, this yeah. and that, and he posting all this stuff, and he still hadn't paid him back. Yeah, some people are just they they're consciously um, yeah they're, they're consciously just fucked up like they're yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah, I remember I loaned this guy money I went to school with um, in New Mexico, and he was he was like a strange guy. Like he 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 had all these stories, and it, it just seemed like he it, the energy was just off sometimes. So um, he came over to my apartment. And I forgot why he had came over. I don't know if we just caught just catching up or just chopping it up or, you know, whatever happened. But um, he randomly hit me up and then he came over my house. And then um, I think he was showing me something. I can't remember exactly. I wish I remember. But he came over there. We talked for a minute and then he left. Um, And then he had asked me. I don't know if he messaged me to to come over with the money or 
messaged me and then asked to, uh, for the money, and then that's why he came over. That might be the reason. But it was only like fifteen dollars. Yeah. But he was like the what the story was super dramatic though. Like oh, yo, Lord. Uh, my my baby mom's in the hospital right now, but she's in El Paso. It's like I just need like twenty dollars to get there. It was like it was like twenty twenty five dollars to get there and back. And then I was like, ah, this sounds a little little off. And he looked like his presentation looked like he might not ever pay me back. Like he looked like <laughs> he just looked like like a druggy kind of. <laughs> like <laughs> he was a white dude, and he's just like you know those dingy white dudes like <laughs> dingy. That have like unintentional dreads in their hair. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, unintentional dreads. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but yeah, I, I gave him the money, and then he just disappeared. And then that, the next time I seen him, it was like um, I just like went, went my own way. Like I, did, I didn't try to press him about it or nothing, nah. but. He just looked terrible the next time I seen him. So wow, I was like man, well, whatever. You know, some people sometimes that they there are some people that burn so many people for money that the next time you see them and 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 you don't want to talk to them, they'll be like, "Hey, what's going on, Keith?" Like they'll think it's cool because they probably forgot that they asked you for money. Yeah, because they asked so many fucking people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, dude, you don't want to be known for that. That's just bad. That's bad. See, I'm the type of dude that I don't ask anyone for shit. But any time that I had to ask like a family member, because I mean, we going to keep it real on this podcast. OK, mm-hmm. uh, no, I have not always made a good living. There have been times where I was really broke, barely had fucking food to eat, didn't have no gas, like shit like that what was so broke that I had to decide which bills to pay, which ones not to pay. Like mm-hmm. I've been through it. So um, whenever I sell ass, no, nah, I ain't selling no ass. <laughs> oh dang shit if i was selling ass i wouldn't have to ask for no money this is some top of the line (laughs) oh no yeah man but it sucks when you gotta ask for for money you know, you, and I have to ask my aunt for something, yeah, or have to ask just whoever, mm-hmm. and it's bad. Like if I ask my aunt, she don't give me the third degree, or she never like gave me the third degree. I've never been a person that you know. She's done a lot for me. You know, I ain't gonna put her out there like that, but she's done a lot for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the position I'm in now in my life is partially due to you know her giving me information about finances and my, how to update my resume and all kind of different things just you know so if i ever asked my aunt she'd be like okay but i paid her back yeah it don't matter how broke i was or whatever if i ever if i ever um asked for something i paid it back mm-hmm. like i don't got no word on the street on me like eddie's broke and he don't pay back i don't give a fuck if i didn't have a job if i didn't have a job i would have another one or i would hustle or whatever and i'm gonna pay people back Mm-hmm. So whenever I, I gotta ask for anything, Lord God forbid that ever has to happen, they're gonna be like, "Oh man, Eddie, cool." Like, nah, he good. I nah, you ain't gotta pay. I asked some people before where I fell on hard times, and I asked the homie for a little bit of money, and he said, "Nah, you good. Keep that. Hold that." I was like, "I got you." He's like, "Nah, nah, 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 nah. You good. Don't pay me back, man. You good. You good." Yeah. So when you got a reputation for having integrity, people will give you money and don't even give a fuck about getting it back. Yeah. But in my mind, I still owe them. 
even if they don't want their money back, if they get to have a hard time, like, oh, man, I was wondering if you could help me move some furniture, I got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got you. Or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. some people, they just ask, ask, and ask, and don't fucking pay back. Yeah. I think if you think of these processes like your credit score, right? you know what I mean? The people that are actually paying people back are the people that are doing better in life generally. Exactly. So it kind of has a correlation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you know, and it's, it's some people that if you give them money, you got to know who you're dealing with. You got to know yeah. that you're going to take a loss. Yeah. You, like you just look at them. You say how they deal with money. They deal with stuff. You're like, you know what? And the story. Oh, my if God. They're, if they're, some people just say like, hey, man, can I borrow some money? Like, that's probably the person you should trust. Because if they come at you with this crazy story, then they probably not going to pay you back. Yeah. They'd be like, man, it's rough, man. You know, I had to, I, man, I had to go away from, I had to go from this state to here to here to here to mm-hmm. here. And the text be long as fuck. I'd be mm-hmm. like, man. Yeah. It's some people that I just won't give money. And it's not because I'm trying to be like, I'm, it's just certain people you don't want to give them money because they'll be coming back to ask for more. Yeah. And then when you tell them no, then that's going to be like a heartbreak for them. Yeah. But it's like, dude, I wasn't put on this earth to be giving people money. Like, I, if, if I give, it's from the kindness of my heart. But the fact that you asked should not make me want to give you shit. Yeah. I randomly got a cash app request from somebody asking for, like, $20 once. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? <laughs> was it a chick? Nah, it was, it was, I was a like, dude. shit, you better yeah. be giving some head or something. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it wasn't even a question or anything. It was just like a request. And I don't know if it was an accident or what the deal was, but oh, I, was just wow. like, I just declined it. I don't have Cash App. Yeah. I just used, I have PayPal. That's all I got. Cash App is way easier. No shit. I never even, what, what do you just send money through there? Yeah. Like if you if you um if somebody needed money real quick and you didn't have cash, just mm-hmm. send it on the cash app or um it's just it's basically like transferring money but um it's easier than PayPal. PayPal sometimes takes like a business day to Oh wow. Get it. And it cash app is just overall easier. Oh wow. Yeah. So all right, man. Well you know what? If you guys want to cash app me and cash Keith, Oh, my bad, go ahead. Go ahead. You said something? No, nah, I wasn't a joke. You got a joke. Oh, I said if you want to cash app me and Keith. You know you can do that. We'll give you our information, and you know you can send us some uh, send us some donations. <laughs> Cash App does uh, they do sponsor some podcasts? Yeah, they do. Yeah. I think they be sponsoring Joe Budden's podcast sometimes. Yeah, <clears throat> that is that's right. Mm-hmm. They do a little Cash App thing. There's there's a couple of them do that. Like, yeah, and I pay- met with this um, financial advisor last week, uh-huh. and uh, he was just running through running through. Uh, I was running through like my sources of income and stuff like that. And uh, I was like, man, it would have been amazing to tell him, like, that I was getting paid from the podcast. Wow. Right? Yeah. That would have been dope. Yeah. But not yet. Heck, yeah. Someday, man. Mm-hmm. You just got to just do the work. You can't mm-hmm. just speak things into existence. You got to do the work. Yeah, for real. We're, we're doing the work, you mm-hmm. know. So eventually that'll, you know, everything will line up. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't think me and Keith aren't obsessed with money like that. Yeah. But would I like to do this for a living? You goddamn right I would. Mm-hmm. And I ain't got to sell ass to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Switching gears. Is a settlement an admission of guilt? Mm-hmm. Like if you settle in court, I mean, is there, um, are you, is that like implying that you were possibly guilty? 
Mm-hmm. Or is it just like, look, I'm tired of these motherfuckers and I just rather pay them this money to leave them just for them to leave me alone? Mm-hmm. What's your take on that, Keith? Um, I I guess I don't know what the percentage is, but I do I would say is is both yes and no. Sometimes, like you said, there could be a situation where especially when it comes to like domestic violence and stuff like this, uh, or like different civil suits and stuff. Um if a guy feels like or a person feels like that there's too much evidence stacked up against them and right. then that money will shut this person up, then, you know, they may throw a few million or an undisclosed amount to a person just to, you know, keep them quiet or just so the this information can be released. But <clears throat> I think sometimes most most of the time it's a it's a well thought out thing to where the the lawyers and um the people surrounding the the uh the case they feel like um it's it's just the best option you know what i mean sometimes like for for instance um it, and it goes both ways like a settlement could goes both ways there's a person on one side proposing the settlement and then there's another person on the other side um fighting to win a certain amount of money or fighting to get someone yeah. locked whatever it is you know what i mean so i think um <clears throat> If we if we do want to look at the like look at settling a certain way, I think we should look at both sides. Right. Because if you're fighting someone and then you settle, like you're literally doing what the word says, like you're just you, you're not fighting for the full extent of what you're getting. You're yeah. kind of settling. So I don't know. It's just a it's a um, intricate thing, but um, I think it I think it is a uh, it could go it could go both ways depending on the case. Yeah, I I mean, <clears throat> settle settling means you it, like we talked about the whole Colin Kaepernick thing with the you know the settlement. It's like both parties are not completely satisfied with that. Yeah, it's just more of a like let's this is it. I heard in that case, at least from Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp was saying that um, Colin Kaepernick was pretty much going to lose. Wow, like he didn't really have enough information, or he they didn't do. Um, there wasn't enough evidence or whatever to support what Colin Kaepernick was saying. So they were saying like Nike, I'm not Nike, but the NFL almost did him a favor by just settling because he, it was, it was, it was a situation where they, they like, it felt like they were like, Hey Colin, just get out of our hair. We'll give you, you know, a few million dollars to, to leave us alone. And I think the lawyers on Colin Kaepernick's side knew that they didn't have that great of a argument or that much evidence to support what actually happened. And it's, that's part of it, too. It's like two parties can know exactly what happened. But if there's not enough evidence to support what's going on, it may be the best option just to settle. And, right. you know, that's what some people believe happened in Colin Kaepernick's case. Because some people were, like, kind of mad at him for settling. But um, from what Shannon Sharp was saying, it was like that was that was his best option or else he was he wasn't right. going to get anything. Right, but I mean, you really can't fall in the public perception too much. You got a bunch of people like you should have did this, you should have did that, and they proceed to go to their job at Kmart. So it's like <laughs> you don't know yeah. what the fuck is going on. There's so many different legal things going on with the NFL. Like the NFL is just this huge powerhouse, and you're just Colin Kaepernick, and you might have a little bit of a legal team, but they, the NFL, just got this the, the shield and their their legal team, and all these people reading through documents to to pick uh Colin Kaepernick's argument apart like it's yeah it's too much so Colin Kaepernick even though he didn't win he won yeah you know because the settle man 
that shit ain't. That, I, would you, were you saying one that they don't settle with anyone? The NFL? Yeah. No, I don't remember saying that. Oh, okay. Well, shit. It must have been somebody else. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's the case. What do you mean? That the NFL doesn't settle with anybody? I don't know, man. Yeah. I never heard that before. Because I, I, I know there's at least teams. I know there's teams that get sued for various reasons and, mm. you know, they end up giving money. I don't know if they win or they lose. Because when Reggie, remember when Reggie Bush got hurt at the, was it yeah. the Rams? Yeah. Reggie Bush actually won the case. Yeah, he did. But if they were, they were going to settle, but I guess they didn't want to, the team didn't want to settle and they were going to pay them less money and then they actually mm-hmm. took it all the way through. That's when it was in St. Louis. Yeah. He fucked his leg up because it was, he slid and then he hit his leg and then he was out. Yeah. So it was their fault. They were, they were extremely at fault. Mm-hmm. You know, and then what was fucked up about it is when he hurt himself, it was a bunch of people like, man, Reggie Bush is, is fragile. He always hurt. Get him off the field. And it's like, dude, you have no idea what it's like to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. Like at all. Reggie was always in tip top shape. He always worked hard, but he just got fucked up. That ain't his fault. Yeah. I mean, he just slipped on the thing. It's yeah. not really being fragile. No, nah, it's got nothing to do with being fragile. And the same motherfuckers calling Reggie Bush fragile probably can't get a solid erection. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That was just a, it was a flaw uh, in the design of the stadium. Right. To where, like, if a person is running off and his momentum carries him there, he's just going to slip because he has cleats on. Yeah, he, he fucked himself up pretty good, man. Mm-hmm. He fucked himself up. He was out after yeah. that. And that's when he was with the Niners. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. just like, damn. When, we got, when the Niners first got Reggie, I was like, oh, man, we finna be, we finna be tight. And yeah. then, he, then Reggie didn't get a lot of, like, reps, and then he hurt himself. <clears> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. God damn it. Sucks. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Uh, can a person's looks dictate how they view the world? You can switch my gears anytime. All right. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, we bring this up because we're, we'll just start from not so much an origin story, but just uh, just my idea of, of this whole scenario. Um, can a person's looks dictate how they view the world? I say yes, because you got to realize, all right, as a man, I'll use, I'll just use women, for example. I think women know when they are wanted by the world. Like there is a large, like male consensus, I guess you can say that is attracted to certain type of women. So if you're, if you're very pretty and you have a nice body you feel wanted and the way you look at the world is a little bit different. I'm not saying you have a warped sense of reality because maybe on a percentage side that a lot of it may be kind of true where if you're out at the gym somewhere, a lot of men are making a pass at you. So you feel wanted, but the problem with it is, is you carry that, that same aspect, that same way of thinking into pretty much all situations. So even if there's a man that's not making a pass at you, you will make an assumption that they will. I'm bringing this up because recently, um, LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball's dad, uh, who was a former Laker, was on ESPN. And they were having a conversation. It was Max Kellerman, um, uh, 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 Stephen A. Smith, and Molly Karam. Molly Karam took over the conversation and says, all right, switching gears, uh, LeVar. So when she said switching gears, she took over the conversation. LeVar then replied, I'll switch gears with you anytime, Molly. And she took that as a sexual, like, 
like a sexual implication, which I found completely fucking weird, like dumb. I thought it was dumb. I think her ego was the reason why that situation got spun out of control. I think that if you and she, the way she said, whoa, whoa, let's stay on topic here. Excuse me. We got to plug that in there if you get a chance. Go ahead. Go LeVar, ahead before I, I get back que- to him. LeVar, can I switch gears with you? Because I have a question you here. You can switch gears with me anytime. Okay. <laughs> Let's stay oh focused Lord. here. All right. Um, so he never made any, like, there was no sexual innuendo there or anything. But based off the fact that I feel she had an ego problem and assumed that he was making a sexual pass <clears> at her. <throat> Which I'm sure a lot of men have made sexual passes at her in the past. I feel she's pretty attractive. That she blew the shit out of proportion. They ended up kicking LeVar Ball off ESPN indefinitely. It was a complete overreaction. And it was mainly a re- it was mainly because of her ego. And I think it was fucking corny. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I think um, to answer the, the original question... Um, that's definitely true as far as the way you view the world can be shaped by uh, by your ego or how how many people in the world you think are attracted to you. Right. If Molly Karam, let's just say she wasn't that attractive. If she was, I don't want to throw anyone's name in her place, but um, if she was... Obese. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and just not attractive at all. And that same statement was made they would have just kept it moving. Like it wouldn't have even been, it right. wouldn't have even been a thing. Um, and I think the whole, um, the whole uh, backlash or whatever only happened because of the way she reacted. Exactly. Like, That's only it. because of her facial expression. If she would have just continued on with the conversation and just asked her original question, then there wouldn't have been a problem at all. I think, I think um, she, in her mind, she probably thinks that um, – so it's it's kind of like you see something that you want to see. Like if they, they say like if, um, if you're going ghost hunting <clears> – <throat> excuse me. If you're going ghost hunting in, you know, this creepy warehouse and in your mind you're already like prepping yourself to seeing ghosts. Mm-hmm. So if something uh, – even a light can – kind of flicker a certain way and you're like oh my gosh that's a ghost when in reality it's like your mind is like shaping the way you right you're seeing that you, that area your perception becomes your reality yeah exactly so that's that i feel like that's the same thing that happened in this situation right in her mind when she sits on the the the, the desk every day she probably thinks you know the guys or whoever look look at her a certain way or the guests that come in, all these basketball players probably give her a certain look, and she probably, you know, likes that sort of attention. All right. I was yeah. telling, I was telling even Eddie, if you look at her Instagram, it doesn't promote her hosting. Right. It has nothing to do with her actual work. It's mostly um, all pictures picture, of her. Yeah, pictures of her outfits, pictures of her, uh, whatever she's wearing on a daily Showing basis. Showing a little body off. <clears throat> exactly. So that's how you know, like she. You know, that's her brand. You know, what you put on Instagram is generally what you want to brand yourself as. And she seems to want to brand herself as an extremely attractive woman. Right. Not like a person that's doing great work as a host or not, you know, great sports commentator or whatever. So if you take that and you match that with um, the way she views the world or whatever, and then, you know, you get asked or you get 
told a statement like you can switch gears with me anytime. Right. Um, that's essentially what you get. A person that thinks that they are um, hitting on them or you know right. making some sort of like sexual implication. Right. Uh, me, I'll be honest. I'm not trying to, you know, compare two women and use them against each other. But uh, Taylor Rooks, extremely attractive. She's sexy as a motherfucker, but she is amazing at her job. Amazing at her job. She's very well, well versed in what she talks about. Um, she, in my opinion, is a lot sexier than Molly Karam. Well, well, I mean, that may not really matter, but that's, <laughs> my, that's just my opinion. And I look at the way um, I look at the way she does you know, how she handles her business as a sports journalist. And then I look at Molly and as a person, I'm not really a huge fan of Molly just because she says some things that be out of pocket. A lot of times she doesn't like, she's not as well versed as a lot of other people. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if she was a, a man or a woman just, but the fact that she's using, like she's weaponizing that situation against, you know, LeVar. Yeah. And, like he's trying to, get at her i think that's fucking corny yeah you know and then I, you look at her instagram it's all pictures of hers she got a little clothes on and stuff and she looks attractive but i think that that like having that type of outlook on the world is working against her and any women listen to this i want you to be very careful and listen very closely i don't care what you look like every man in the world does not want to fuck you so when you go out into the world tomorrow, when you go to work or you go wherever you go, stop making the assumption that we all want your pussy because we don't. Mm -hmm. There have been many girls that are extremely attractive and I don't have any like I don't have any reason to have interactions with a woman when I kind of like from a, from afar, I kind of have a vibe about the woman and the way she carries herself that I'm not even going to approach her. I'm not going to be trying to say shit to her. I'm just going to leave her alone, mm -hmm. even if I think she's attractive, because it's just like, especially in a workspace. But a lot of women have the assumption that you want to fuck them. There was a time where um, I was in a different city. I was at work. I said, excuse me, do you know how to get back on the main road to get to the freeway? Because my my Google Maps was fucked up on my phone. Mm -hmm. And she already had like she like dismissed what I said, like trying to ignore me. I said, excuse me, I don't want anything from you. I'm asking you, how do you get back? To the main entrance. He's like, oh, um, take that street and go there. And the whole time I'm thinking like, Brad, I don't want to fuck you. I'm asking you how the fuck to get to the freeway. Mm -hmm. But this is the this is the type of attitude. I'm not going to say just women have it, but I'm using women as an example, you know, um, that everybody wants to fuck them. Yeah. Now, with men, it's just different because we're men. Like, we don't have... If there's a guy that thinks that way, I feel bad for him. But I don't think everyone wants to fuck me because I know that's definitely a lie. <clears throat> yeah. That's just fucking cool. I think um, it's funny, too, because uh, people on Twitter were kind of... It was a lot of people basically going in on ESPN and Molly Karam. Right. They had posted that one um, interview with Kobe Bryant when... Ooh, when, uh, yeah. What was the girl's name? Dude, if they... if Hey, if they kept those cameras rolling, she'd have been sucking Kobe's cock right there on the oh, fucking... Oh, man. She was like, you're so handsome. Yeah. Mind you, he was engaged at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like... And it's crazy. And let's... let's that's another thing, too. She said something about a vir Like him being a virgin. No, that was a that was a different one. That's the one I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it was another one. Oh. It's, it's two of them. That one where... Uh, the, the chick was like... 
but he's a virgin and this mm-hmm. and that, like saying that. And he was just like, like laughing it off. Yeah. But she started touching all on his arms and stuff like that. He was only like 18 mm-hmm. and she was probably like late 20s. Mm-hmm. It was Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. That's wild. I would have fucked the shit out of Cindy Crawford. I was Kobe. Kobe probably did too afterwards. Kobe was like, you want some of this championship? <laughs> <laughs> Some of this championship dick. She was like, You want some of this model pussy? You want some of this MVD? What's that? Say, You want some of this MVD? What's that? Most valuable dick. (laughs) Oh, dang. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it's not just that. I think that there's been many instances where women have been sexually aggressive towards men during interviews, and they never got called out on it. Mm-hmm. And there was one that I seen where Kobe was being interviewed by this chick. It was on, like, uh, I think it was MSNBC or something. And she's like, you're so handsome. You're so attractive. And I, we're going to have to attach that link if we can. Uh, not to the, the audio, but somehow I got a posted or something. And she was like, oh, thank you. She's like... And then she mentioned multiple times how he was attractive and it's like, I love your smile. And yeah. she was openly flirting with Kobe on the network and blushing and had her <laughs> legs. And she was, I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I know Kobe fucked after that. Yeah. I know he did. He but like, I think the thing that um, <laughs> we're just trying to say is like, for me at least, is like, whatever he said, he... He probably, um, I think in hindsight, he probably would have used a different phrase. Right. I don't think he was trying to holler at her. That would be weird to try to flirt with some girl on national TV yeah. when you're married and she's married and yeah. you're sitting next to Stephen A. Smith. Um, but um, the, the the thing about it is we don't know. Uh, that That's not a real phrase that people use. It's not like an everyday phrase like, man, I would love to switch gears with her. Or, you know what I mean? That's yeah. not something we say. I'm not so using, for yeah. for people to just assume that he's, you know, trying to have some sort of sexual yeah. um, uh, advance toward Molly Karam, who's sitting in another completely different state. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of, it just shows how, um, how terrible... ESPN handled the situation. It ain't just ESPN, it's society. Society has become uber sensitive towards women. I'm sorry. What I mean by that is if <clears throat> if you even you gotta like first of all, I don't think men should be making any sexual advances towards towards women out in the world or out in a professional setting. Cause it's just uncalled for. But if you say I switch gears with you anytime and you take that as a sexual implication, it just shows where the world is. It shows the fact that you can't say anything. And that's fucking corny. I think that women would agree with that. Like, that's crazy. That is, yeah. it, and the bat, and it's like with ESPN, like, if him saying that disqualifies you from going on ESPN, then I will never be on there. Like, <laughs> as much as I talk about pussy on here, there's no way they would ever allow me on there. You yeah. know, and, and, but I would not do that on their network. But if you think about it, it's like, dude, I'd switch gears with you anytime. And you you know how LeVar is. That's the type of things he says. Mm-hmm. But you know what it is? They they did the three strikes rule on him what, or whatever. Because he's had, I guess he's had um, instances where they said he disrespected female uh, sports journalists. One of yeah, them was. Yeah, this reminded me of when I thought about it. I thought about when. It, Christian Leahy? To, yeah. 
And uh, he's basically saying like, stay in your, stay in your place or whatever. That's so. not disrespectful. <clears throat> I don't think that's disrespectful. I think <clears throat> that she was asking him questions that were trying to set him off, and he didn't want to answer it. I think and she but, answered with her ego as well. Oh yeah, she answered with her ego as well. <clears throat> She's like, "Are you threatening me?" And this, <laughs> and then you look at her Instagram. I don't have her on there. I unfollowed her. But it's all her looking cute, dressed up. And I'm not saying women shouldn't look cute or be dressed up, but it's all fucking ego. Instagram is like the it's like the source of ego. Mm-hmm. You want to see somebody's ego? Go to Instagram and look at their photos. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, you got all these designer stuff on, but you're a sports journalist. There's nothing about really being a sports journalist. It's all about me, 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 me. Look at me. I'm cute. Look at another selfie. Look at my eyes, my eyebrows. This ain't got shit to do with sports or sports journalism. Mm-hmm. And these are the, the chicks that are getting pissed off. I don't I don't get it, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. Shout out to, uh, I, I think that I... What, the thing that is kind of crazy is that they were using the bar. Yeah, exactly. They're using him from ratings. Right. Every time you go in there talking about his son, every time you go in there and say something crazy, they know they're going to post it on YouTube. They know he's going to have some sort of viral moment. They know yeah. he's going to have some sort of quotables that can radiate through the NBA. They can ask yeah. Steph Curry, like, oh, what do you think about LeVar saying his son is going to be better than you? Or ask LeBron about whatever he says. So they know they can have topics for weeks to come when – LeVar sits down on the um sits down on their network. But yeah. you know. First off, let's be clear. Now that you've banned him from ESPN, I better not hear ESPN use LeVar's likeness. Not one fucking time. Ever. I don't care if he tweets something. I don't care if he says something. It better not ever be on ESPN. You motherfucker you corny motherfuckers got rid of him for something that he didn't even say that was sexual just because Molly felt uncomfortable. I think that was corny. For one, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm nobody, but I can honestly say that that was a cheesy-ass move by ESPN. You know what it is, too? It's a liability thing. ESPN does not want to be seen as the network that's insensitive to their female employees. You're not being insensitive. I think that you're being sensible when you look at the, the story or the situation that was used out of context. If LeVar would apologize and say, hey, if she took it that way, I apologize. I'm married. I would never make an advance towards a woman on national television. They could have just did that and got rid of it. But the fact that they banned this man, that's fucking corny. Mm-hmm. Corny. Yeah. Yeah, it don't make no sense, dude. Yeah. I think that this happens uh, a lot of time when people uh, people answer in question with, with their ego. I think I mentioned a while back where um, I was talking to the girl that had this whole... Uh, um, would you call it like body uh what is it like you just want to be comfortable with what do they body acceptance or something yeah 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 body positive yeah 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 that thing and she was naked on her instagram and i was just asking i was just curious about it you know just searching for um podcast conversation i guess right and um I forget how she answered the question, but basically she's like, oh, this is the first question you ask? Like, you're not even going to, like, say hi or anything? I'm just like, no, nah, not really. I'm not really interested in you like that. I'm just trying to figure out why you're naked and right. how that has to right. do with making women around the world more comfortable with their body. It's just a fucking smokescreen, man. Like, <clears throat> if, can you imagine if I was to get on there and put body positive and I'm standing there with my cock out and, like, <laughs> body positivity, my fellas? Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I know that people are going to say, oh, that's a false equivalence because men don't feel that way. Women are insecure about their body. But okay, if if they're so insecure about their body, like what's the point of being naked? Like, And then if you're naked, here's the thing, right? Why can't I ask you a question about you being naked if it's on your fucking Instagram? Yeah. What sense does it like? And you're going to get offended by that? Mm-hmm. I can't put my podcast information and all my shit up and you say how's your podcast going i'm like that's the first thing you're gonna ask me about my podcast <laughs> you're not gonna ask if i'm okay yeah i heard you talking about pussy on your podcast what's up with that I'm like yeah we kind of talk about pussy yeah, on podcast. About pussy a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man look in no way shape or form Am I being intentionally insensitive towards women or what they go through? Because I know women get hit on unnecessarily all the fucking time, especially when they're hot. And motherfuckers yeah. whistling at them and howling yeah. at them and doing that shit. This was not a cat call. This no. wasn't, you know, somebody grabbing your wrist in the club. This right. wasn't somebody being sexually aggressive or anything. This was just a a a kind of witty response to um a statement made by someone who has a big ego right all right and with that said back to the pussy juice all right uh, (laughs) 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 oh dang dang that'd be crazy we got merch with that on there (laughs) i'm not wearing that (laughs) somebody will wear it (laughs) they could wear it truckers mind podcast and on the back just put pussy juice (laughs) i just want to make like 15 of those shirts and see how many people wear it just put it on instagram somebody would definitely wear it no i I wouldn't do that man that's yeah i can't wear that they'd be like wear it yeah we probably get we probably get censored (laughs) and this this is can't we'll probably get our whole podcast get canceled (laughs) this this cancer culture this cancer culture shit is real man they will cancel your shit yeah, like real. man, we just getting this podcast off the ground. We already got canceled. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Haven't even, haven't even got it wet yet. I mean, uh, whatever. I said we haven't even got it wet yet. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Switching gears. Prioritizing people in your tribe. I think I was talking to Keith about this the other day. But we don't realize it, but we're very tribal people. We have people in our tribes. What I mean by that is this. We have people in our circle that we prioritize as like our number one people, the people that we rub shoulders with the most, the people that we we deal with the most, the ones we have drinks with and talk with about our problems and family and whatever. And the reason why I bring this up is because I'm not going to air them out, but I have a certain friend known him for a while, really great person. Um, however, I've noticed, you know, since they, you know, since they've, you know, went in and started a family and things of that nature, it's like people start to gravitate more towards people who have the same life as them almost. And they kind of cut you out without realizing it. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I found that was bullshit is like, you'll call someone, and you've known them for years. You'll call them. You don't get a call back. And I'm not tripping. I just call people to check on them. Even people that don't call me, I still call them on purpose. I've known them for years or they'll text me or whatever. Just I just call people to check on them genuinely. Anyone that knows me that's listening to this podcast, I've probably called you in some capacity just to see how you were doing. I don't just 
hit up people when fucking funerals happen or when something bad or whatever happens. I like to keep up with people to see how they're doing and ask them about their family and their kids and shit. Mm -hmm. Well, anyways, um, called this person, didn't get a call back. Time goes on. Don't get, then I get a text five days later. Oh, sorry. Didn't miss you. I was so busy. This and that. So are you so busy that you can't, it take two seconds to text somebody. Somebody will tell you, oh, I was so busy. I, I couldn't text. Yeah, I was just, you couldn't text? That's a horrible excuse. Mm-hmm. I'm a truck driver, and I could use a valid excuse of, hey, I'm busy. I'm at work. Oh, I was so busy. I couldn't text you. But if I, of all people, can make time to text or call anyone, then nobody has an excuse. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I, my days are, they, my days get long sometimes. I work up to 14 hours sometimes. And if I'm still in the loop with people, there's no excuse. And the reason why I bring that up, too, is because people just have their tribes. I could text someone and they won't reply to me for two or three days. But somebody else that they deal with, they could hit them back in less than two minutes. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what you doing? Oh, I'm over here. Oh, let's go here. But then I text you or call that person and I don't get called or text for three days. Mm -hmm. And I think that almost I won't say everyone's guilty of it, but there's a lot of society is guilty of it. Mm hmm. We have we prioritize people. We all do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's somebody that could give me a call and I'd be like, oh, I'll hit them back whenever. And then Key calls me and I pick it up immediately. Yeah. It could be like a long lost relative that hit me up and I don't hit them back. But then a chick hits me up that I'm trying to fuck and I hit her right back. Yeah. Because I'm trying to get that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy I still need to call back. Um, shout out to Tito. He called me like he called me like three weeks ago. Jesus Christ! Um, and I've been intending to call him back. That's he's a, a he's an old friend from school. That's garbage, Keith. That's uh, so wrong. Yeah, but generally it happens to where like like you saying I have to when when he originally called me I think I was asleep or something like that right. and then you know kind of life happens and then you keep wanting to set up a time where you want to call him but the time where you I put like reminders in my phone on my calendar. The time where I uh, put in there to um, to remind me, once he actually, like once that notification pops up, I'll be like heading to go right or I'll be heading to do the podcast or something like that. And I'll be like, dang, I'm not really in a space to uh, to call him back right now. But that sort of things happen. Like you said, um, I've talked to multiple people on the phone between um, like between the first time he called me and the and now which was, you know, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, you're, you're completely right. Like, we all have these tribes, and um, I think it's it's we have a, a tier of desired exactly. people that we want to communicate, communicate with um, in a timely manner. Right. And um, <clears throat> that's everybody, you know what I mean? It, depending, like you said, there's, I think there's a tier of, like, close friends that we probably respond to faster than, than others. There's a tier of people um, that we're attracted to or that we're trying to like hit on or, you know, some girl you met on Bumble or Tinder that you probably um, respond to, you know, probably faster than your parents. Damn. Um, But it just happens. You know what I mean? That's that's just the, that's just the way it is. And then you, you kind of can understand where you sit with people based on these things or how valuable 
these people are to you. Um, don't gauge that with me because I got four messages from Eddie on Instagram that I haven't opened yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, did you see what I sent you? And then like, but he'll, he'll reply and, and then sometimes he doesn't. I don't bother him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. But it's all good, man. Um, yeah. It's one of those things, but I think we have to acknowledge that and we have to start having the same energy. Yeah. If you, if you, if you, if you value people in any capacity, I think you should get back to them, you know, yeah. because we, we're not promised tomorrow, right? You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to, you know, uh, not text people back or let them know how you feel or deal with them or treat them way different. Just just start hitting people up, giving people calls randomly and just checking on them. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we all have these tiers and we all we all prioritize people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think we need to start having the same energy. Yeah. You know, we we black people out, man. I'm telling you, there's some people that I'm cool with. They'll go like a picture on like a picture on Instagram and then I'll text them and I don't get a text back for three days. And I'm like, you want to hear liking shit? You on your phone. Yeah. I'm not getting a call back. I'm not salty about it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, yo, how much of that am I doing as well? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's always important to be self-aware in that regard. So I've been a whole lot better about it. Yeah. But another thing in regards to having tears of importance is when I'm ever dealing with a chick and, you know, regardless of what the interaction is, if I really like her or I'm just trying to hit it or whatever the case, I pay attention to the uh, the the frequency of, you know, text messages and how fast she responds and things of that nature. Because if I feel like a woman is like careless, I stop fucking with her. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because I know Eddie is at the bottom and there's like seven <clears throat> other dudes that are ahead of me that are texting her. Yeah. When women like you, it doesn't matter where the fuck they are. They're going to text you back. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. That's not true because I get busy. But if you have your phone on you, it does not matter. I've seen women stop in the middle of a motherfucking intersection and text somebody back. Because mm-hmm. and they be smiling at their phone. If you ever see chicks smiling at you at their phone, it ain't their homegirl. That's dick. <laughs> That's a dick text. That's a dude like, hey ma, what's up? <laughs> it's the same dude that's been in the- <clears throat> See, what's funny too is about women is like there could be a guy that genuinely likes them and they're like, ah, oh, he's cool, and they don't text him back as much. But that one motherfucking dude that hardly ever texts them back text them and they just like on their phone smiling like a motherfucker mm-hmm. like and it's crazy it's just weird how it works <clears throat> the dude that ignores them the most is the one that's gonna be hitting that ass yeah it's crazy man yeah it's crazy that's unfortunate i think <laughs> i think we all should pay more attention to the person that's paying more attention to you right but that's like a circle of relationships true because um it's fucking games know, people man. that are uh you know there's probably some girl that responds you know, infrequently to you, but there's also a girl that hits you up pretty frequently and right. you're just not responding to her. Right. It's just like, it's just like a circle of... Yes. You yeah. just have to be cognizant of how much of it are you guilty of? How much of it are you doing? Because mm-hmm. we all are guilty, including myself. And mm-hmm. when it comes down to that guy that probably hardly ever texts a chick and she's like all excited, mm-hmm. it goes back to what we were talking about. Can the way you look, you know... uh uh, affect how you deal with things in the world typically yeah. a, a guy that probably does that might be a better looking dude mm-hmm. might be fairly attractive dude that can get almost any pussy he wants so when he texts you he probably <clears throat> feels like you should be honored 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the girl's like smiling at her phone and shit. But if I'm, a, I'm the type of guy that if I text you, you're like, oh, it's Eddie. Um, hey, Eddie, what's up? <clears throat> uh, text me back two days later. Oh, <laughs> I was so busy. <laughs> when girls hit me with that, I don't ever text them back. I just stop texting them. Whenever you bring up being busy, I'm cool because no one is busier than me. Yeah. Like almost nobody is busier than me. So I don't get mad. I just don't even bother because I'm yeah. like, girl, look here. I got the weekends off. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I talk to my boy. He's a, he works on an oil rig and then he'll just answer the phone on the, on the rig. Crazy. Or not, I don't know if he'd be like actually on it, but he'll be at work and you could hear like noise in the background. He'd be like, yeah, I'll call you back. Shit, he better be safe out there. He on a rig. I'm saying no, I'm not. I don't know where he's at when oh. he's answering the phone. I'm just saying he'll be at work. Um, and he just answered the phone. But sometimes he he has been talking to me while he's working before. He'll have his headset on. Oh wow! Yeah. See, man, he's still trying to stay connected. Yeah, he probably the number one motherfucker that don't need to have his phone on, but he still be hitting people back. Yeah, <clears throat> crazy and, man, and hitting people from the bike. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you, it's hard for me to buy that people say they're so busy when I know for a fact that they constantly have their phone. Yeah, they, I think for me, I, I, I like honestly, I just I have to be in the mood to talk to people. True. So it's like it's not really one of those things where I'm not I'm not going to come up with some excuse. I'm True. just going to say like you know I just I just like especially when especially now social media is so connected with people. Right. You could get bombarded with. Um, notifications from different platforms um and sometimes you just like if you just want to watch a movie on your phone um on netflix or something like that that's an hour and a half that you're going to be watching it and then every time a notification comes you could get interrupted or it's just like it'd be too much (coughs) so yeah (laughs) yeah i I dig it i just think the way you could really uh reduce the notifications is is not really post anything so you won't get much from there i just hate those that don't work really I don't post much. I still be getting notifications. Really? Mm-hmm. Dang. These chicks be trying to get noticed by Keith. Like, Keith, look at this. Look at this. I should be in your next movie. You should put, ah. you should put me on your podcast. <laughs> you get a dickification. <laughs> <You're> that- <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. Instead of that little bell, like bell that's on there, it'd be a, like a dick. Um, oh, bro. The, the craziest thing happened. So... We our ten year reunion is next year. Oh my god! So they just created a Facebook, uh, a Facebook thing right. for for the for the for all the students that graduated in that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they just been inviting you know pretty much all the students that are connected on Facebook. And at first it was pretty cool, like oh snap, we're gonna have a ten year reunion. And then the notifications was going crazy. Oh my it was god! Like back to back to back to back, and like every single because initially they just alert you on every single uh, post. So I was getting notifications like five times in like 10 minutes. Um, eventually, I just cut them off. But it was just crazy to see how everyone was just on there reminiscing. Yeah. Like everyone was just living in the past. Of um, course. People talking about old teachers and the times that they hung out and posting pictures and all kind of stuff. And it was, it was the thing that I took from it and what I talked to most people about that I met with after the 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 page was or the group was created was um most people that are forward thinking aren't concerned at all about going to the reunion hmm. like it hasn't even you know that most of them don't want to go if that was uh 
if they're you know if they're in a position to you know, further themselves like i talk to people that that um that kind of have their own businesses going they're right. you know coaching in different places they're uh, you know, going to grad school and all these things and all of them kind of have the same idea about it. Like, ah, I'm not really trying to live in the past. Like, I don't really like, I didn't really like high school that much anyways. Like, <laughs> I'm kind of fine where I'm at in life. So, yeah. I, I disagree with all of it. I'll tell you why. I think that the reason why people aren't really in tune with going is because social media ruined the experience of 10-year reunions. My class is one of the first ones affected by it. I'm from the class of 2003. So in 2013, I had my 10-year reunion, and it ended up getting canceled because it didn't have enough of a showing. I mm-hmm. think when you have so much so much connection with people on social media, you're not very excited to really meet up with them 10 years later. you know. But I still think people should go to their 10-year just to catch up with people. There's a lot of people that are really cool. You can network, just say hi to people. Yeah. And this is the last time that everybody's going to be kind of hot because at 28 – it's like that's the I will I will I'm never going to a reunion again because everybody's gonna look like shit. Mm-hmm. So t- at 28, that's probably the best time to go. There's gonna be some divorcees there, mm-hmm. you know. What I'm yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be some there's some chicks that you know that were not very attractive in high school and now they got hot and they're like, where's Keith Fingers? I've been looking for him. Where is he at? Has anybody seen him? You know, some some girl did post my name. They had this thing where it was uh, uh like name your crush on like your crush that you never told some some i forget what the question was some girl put my name on there oh wow i was like what the heck what does she look like she's i don't she's not really attractive to me but you know she cool people if you had to compare it to um a scale from one to ten i ain't gonna do that come on man no (laughs) (laughs) she's a nice girl she was an animal what kind of animal (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know a sloth <laughs> a sloth <laughs> i'm fucking around. yeah man the, ten, the the tenure reunion is cool man i i suggest everybody goes uh yeah, just to catch up with that i'm gonna be honest with you. yeah if you don't go i, I understand I, I just think what it is 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 i think tenure reunions are not so much about living in the past i think it's just about c- connecting with people I don't. Yeah, I don't think the reunion is about living in the past. Yeah, I'm just saying that the, all the posts that were on there were people living in the past. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's what it really. That's kind of what it boils down to. But it, for me, a ten year reunion is like, hey, what? Like, it is a little bit of that, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that bombarded the whole thing. I'm cur- Like, I was always curious, what are people doing now? Right. Like, I just met up with. A couple of my friends from school that I hadn't, that I practically hadn't seen since school, and I'm like, "Yo, what are you doing now? Like, what you know? What are you working on?" Some of them are still in school. Some of them are, you know, like I said, going to grad school, or they're trying to be lawyers, or trying right. to like start businesses. So that that's what I'm interested in. Um, you know, there's a small percentage, twenty percent, like, "Oh man, remember in football this happened," or you know that. But it's for me, it's like the forward thinking. So, and then the people that. I did see in the group were people that I wasn't necessarily interested in seeing what they're doing now because a lot mm. of them aren't doing interesting things to me. True. So. I'm, I mean, hey, you got to understand. That's how most of the world is. Most of the world are not forward thinking people. A lot of them are people who live in the past because to some people, their prime was in high school, unfortunately. Yeah. Me, I'm all about creating new memories. I'm all about reinventing myself and finding new things. So I'm not one to dwell on the past. However, I'm the guy that if I went to the 10 year reunion, I'd be like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? What are you doing now? Yeah. You know, I'm more consumed by creating new memories instead of 
dwelling on things in the past. Hey man, you mean I, I hate it when people say things that happened over fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. Like, hey man, you remember when you did that? That was so funny. Blah blah blah. And you'd be mm-hmm. like, uh, you got anything else to talk about, buddy? Yeah, yeah. You know this one. This one guy. I will not say names. I was out <clears> at the club one night. This is years ago. He's like, yeah, man. Hey, Eddie, man, tell this girl I was a football star. I was a star, bro. Tell tell this girl. I'm just like thinking like, bro. That's trash. We was in high school. Yeah. We're fucking, I'm like, at the time I was like 29. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> you still hanging on to high school football? <laughs> That's crazy. Man, I heard this dude brag about having, man, I had bitches in high school. I had hoes. I'm thinking like, dude, you a grown man talking about yeah. little girls from high school, man? Yeah. It's it's bad. I get why you don't want to go, Keith. I get it, a hundred percent. But I encourage you to go. I also don't want to go if like everyone around me is saying they're not going. Mm. Like all of my friends are saying they're not going. Social media ruined it, though. I think social yeah. media. Social I think media I think um, if there was not any social media, it would be more intriguing. Exactly. But because I have seen you, I've seen your body progress, or <laughs> the, I've seen your body digress. <laughs> <over>. <laughs> For the last nine years, <laughs> so uh, it's just not as interesting to me. But it, there are some people, um, like I said, I was like, "Damn, man, I wonder what they're doing. I wonder what they're doing." Like I was looking at the the valedictorian from the year we graduated, and he's like traveling the world. Wow! Um, and he's blogging about it on via uh, Instagram, and he has a website and stuff. It's like awesome. living out of his car, like crazy wow. stuff. Yeah, there, there's always some people who, there's some people that I knew were going to be successful. Um, uh, one of my teammates, Josh Carter, shout out to him. I have no idea where he is now. He's probably somewhere around the country. Mm-hmm. He has some company where they, I guess they created some type of, I might be wrong, but they created some type of run flat tire or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like people are doing <clears throat> big, big things, man. Yeah. Um, other teammates that are doing great things. I, I like seeing people do great stuff. I would love to have a conversation with them. Yeah. Um I got a, another teammate. Well, he was a year older than me, but he played rugby overseas. Like he was playing out in yeah. the UK. And I'm just like, wow, this is just like really cool stuff. Yeah. But then there's some people that all they do is they live in the same city. Well, yeah. it's nothing wrong with living in Bakersfield. I still live here, but Yeah. Um I might go for podcast material. Oh, that'd be the coldest fucking podcast ever. Wait, what you mean? No, if you like if you had a bunch of like like nuggets, like different stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. was like, I ain't bringing them on a podcast. No, fuck <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Oh, my God, Keith. I just wanted to, you know, back in high school, you just look, you know, like, oh, you got to chill, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of these girls, let me say this, too. Some of these women, like, they don't realize that they don't got it no more. Like, the yeah. girls the girls that were super, like, cute, I guess, or cute for high school, they yeah. carry that same attitude even when their looks digress. So you gotta be you gotta be aware of where you or you lie because mm-hmm. don't be out here like trying to hit on me when I liked you back in the day and now since you your looks went down now you want to give me a shot yeah. like nah girl now nah, yeah. I'm the one that glowed up yeah 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 you know what I'm saying <laughs> but your cousin that's another story <laughs> what's cracking with that <laughs> yeah yeah there's some girls from my class that are still smoking hot right now. Yeah. 34, 35 years old, looking, man, looking good. But they're married. Most of them is married. That sucks. Yeah, so I definitely don't want to go to the class reunion with a bunch of married chicks. Oh, yeah. You be, especially, um, you you know, you'd be having a cool conversation. Everything's going good. And then, you Oh, know, yeah, my husband. You'd be like, oh, man, my kids. I don't yeah. mind the kids. Kids don't matter. You know? I'm just saying she got a family. Not that, 
I'm saying a husband and kids. Oh, that'll okay. Ruin, that'll ruin everything. Yeah, if, if, if as long as he's not married, if he's got kids. It's cool. I could go buy a McDonald's. Hey, go go in the room. You need to. If you hear any slapping noises, just me and your mom uh, uh, singing songs like that. Singing Negro spirituals. What's up? What's that? Uh, color purple. Waiting in a pussy. <laughs> Wait in the water. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. That's crazy. All right, man. You just went on a tangent. All right. <laughs> Switching gears. Uh updating the curriculum in school. Okay. <clears throat> I think for one, they really need to update the curriculum and they also need to teach kids skills they can use in the real world. I find it crazy that they still tell kids that motherfucking Christopher Columbus founded the Americas. No, he didn't. This motherfucker raped and pillaged people. Like, stop telling people that Christopher Columbus founded. Like, no. Like, they need to update the curriculum and they need to start telling people the fuck. I didn't learn that in school. You didn't? I learned that Christopher Columbus came to America, but they didn't tell me that he founded America. Well, excuse me. Yeah. But you know, whatever. It's still, they didn't put, Christopher Columbus should never be portrayed in any type of a positive light. If you really know the, his, like the, like historically what he did, it was not, uh, it was not uh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think the way that they, uh, there was a guy, actually he was doing a TED talk and he was talking about how his, uh, his son came up and told him about Rosa Parks. And about how, you know, he said it was a story about how her feet were tired. And, you know, basically they said she was like an old, feeble lady when in actuality she was only in her 40s mm-hmm. when she was on the back of that bus. And she was not tired. She actually only worked a six-hour shift that day. Yeah. So they tend to implement all these things that are completely inaccurate. So mm-hmm. they need to really, like, they got to fix that, man. Got to start telling the truth. Yeah. Another thing is jobs like everyone's not going to have a formal education so when they get out of high school and they don't know what they want to do with their life they got to start from all the way from the bottom i think that if you teach these younger guys in high school you know not teach them but give them skills they could use start getting them uh passports to the oil fields um training them at west tech to get them forklift licenses and things like that and then use that as a credit to go out to these places and when they're trained, they're familiar with how the equipment is used and all these things. Yeah. Because most of these guys, you know, I'm look, besides let me use myself as an example. Besides having a hazmat endorsement and all the other endorsement to truck drive, I don't have any formal education. Like I can't if if I try to do anything besides truck driving and get paid good money for it, I, it would be a fucking, it'd be kind of difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I can't teach shit. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I don't know karate or nothing. I can't teach. No, all I can do right now is drive trucks. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I have a degree in trucking. Mm-hmm. I base, I have every endorsement you can have, including uh, Homeland Security clearance. So that helps me out. But I had to get those things. Um, 
And I think if you give a high school student outlets like that, whether it's welding, they do have welding at Bakersfield High School. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much that that um, how much of that can be used as like um, what do you call it experience towards being in the field. Mm-hmm. So I think they should update that, man. Yeah, I think <clears throat> being that um, today. We're starting to see the, uh, how would you put it? There's a lot of people preaching the, the to to di- ty- to divert from the college route. A lot of people on the internet saying like, "Oh, you don't need to be, you don't need to go to school to you know save that um, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars and invest it in something else, or you know save yourself money and you know start your own business or whatever the case may be." I think that for all those those different aspects of life where you, um, you, you, like you're saying, like you need a, you need a certain qualifications and certificates right. and licenses to, to drive trucks. Um, you need certain, you know, uh, qualifications to be an electrician, you know, to work on the power lines and stuff like this. Like you said, I think that they should start doing that stuff in school because you're, if you if you if you really boil it down, there's a lot of classes that we take in school that we don't necessarily need. Yeah, these electives are kind yeah. of bullshit. I don't say I don't <laughs> think that. I just think that there are some people that that aren't um, scholars. They're not mm-hmm. people that like school. Right. And if for those people, I think that you should let them focus on trying to um, t- trying to learn a trade. Yeah. Like um, kill a mic. On his uh, on his on his TV show, mm. he was trying to teach people how to be carpenters and stuff like that. So I yeah. think if if we did that in school, True. to where like right when they hit eighteen, they can have they can have a job already True. instead of you know taking Spanish and taking algebra and taking science and earth science and um, whatever classes in high school, graduating and then having to still figure that stuff out um, exactly. when you hit 18 when they could have just been doing that in in um in, in high, high school. school and then starting to work when they hit 18 oh yeah and see here's the thing that's, that's positive about it first of all i don't i'm not gonna um uh go against what i was saying earlier but those skills that i mentioned you know if any of them can be automated then don't even <clears throat> don't even fuck with those i think they need to start having tech programs in high school because that's where the world's going and I think that if they can find a way to, you know, it's not just Tesla, but there's other things that um, can possibly be automated. But if there's a way you can uh, grow your knowledge in tech, that could actually be really beneficial to young people. Um, now, if you're, let's say for for you did it in high school for two years, two or three years, you got that and you went to college anyways and you, you know, you started getting involved with a major that you weren't really sure about and then all of a sudden you revert back to what you knew in high school you'll still have that credit that you can use uh towards that line of work mm-hmm. i think it'll be beneficial man because there's so many people like you said that they're trying to redirect people from going to college i think that it's a good and bad thing i think it's a good thing because not everyone needs to get formal education you can own your own business but everybody's not a business person Everyone's not business savvy. So you're kind of set them up to fail. They might be better with a formal education. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, some people that get majors that don't pay them shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like at 18, most people don't know what they want to do. That's 
the, another issue. Mm-hmm. Somebody be like, ah, oh, you know, my, my my major is kinesiology. That was my major. Um, but then it's like, you know what? I actually like business. And you're making these decisions at 18. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I think you would have somewhat of an idea. I'm not saying that having these programs in high school would kind of fast track and you you would know exactly what you wanted to do. But it would be beneficial that even if you change your mind, you could still revert back to what you have experience in, what you're well versed in. Mm-hmm. You could get paid money for doing it. Mm-hmm. If you if you know in the oil in the oil industry, if you know how to work on a rig and you're 17 years old and you can't work legally legally till after you graduate from high school, you already have that mm-hmm. at they'll be credited. So I don't know, it's just something to think about. Yeah, I think um, the problem with you know trying to teach more tech in school is that the the people that aren't really scholars they're not going to want to sit through that already hmm. Be- learning to code and stuff is essentially like learning spanish or yeah. just learning a different language so the same person that doesn't want to sit through spanish is probably not going to want to they i mean they, they may you know i'm just saying it's just it's a it's something that's not um you know, it's not yeah. going to come to you easy. You're, you're going to have to work at it. So that person yeah. that's not really a school person, I don't know how that's going to work. You got to learn Spanish, <clears throat> though, man. There's a lot of, lot of sexy Mexican women around here, man. You got to <laughs> gotta know how to communicate. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, man. Uh, no, I get what you're saying. Learning mm-hmm. how to code is not easy. I guess that was considered abuse on the Internet. What? If you hashtag learn how to code, I guess it was considered. Oh, abuse. yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. That was like a, I don't get how that's offensive. I don't know. People are stupid. This is fucking stupid, man. Yeah. Like the whole ESPN, Molly Karam shit, and now to learn how to code. Everything's yeah. offensive. I don't get it. Nigga is offensive. Not learn how to code. What? It's calling somebody a nigga is offensive. Not learning how to code. Not if they acting like a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Nah, man. I, I don't know, dude. Mm-hmm. It's. I, I think that they need to update the shit that they're teaching these kids. Um. Mm-hmm. And just try to, but I don't know if it's gonna cost them more money or the textbooks are gonna have to change. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I think the the only way, or the best way for parents or whomever to get their child these sort of opportunities is probably to go to private school. Because other yeah. than that, uh, public schools have been ran a certain way for so long. Right, it's gonna be hard to change them now. True. It's yeah. like we barely. After thou well not thousands, after hundreds of years of doing this, or probably yeah, I don't know how long, but of eating terrible food, and then they finally started to implement certain right. where you got to eat wheats and you know got to right. have vegetables and stuff like that. Um, so that's that had been going on for so long, but you know only recently have they changed that. So to change a whole curriculum, that that's going to be difficult. I think, um, I think. Uh, it's it's great to hope for that but at the same time if you do have any sort of a um, child coming up or whatever i think the best bet is to help them figure out what they want to do as early as possible i think the people that tend to be the most successful um in business and certain things like that like the the tech guys are guys that learned how to um code and technology engineering or whatever at an early age guys like uh guys like bill gates they were you know coding in high school and um 
Mark Zuckerberg's guy's been, you know, coding since he was in high school and creating right. websites and stuff. So um, I would just say, like, fi- for for parents out there, grab your child and find some sort of interest. Let them experiment with any and everything. And then once they figure out something that they love and something that they don't get tired of doing, try to, uh, you know, force them to, you know, become a, you know, put their 10,000 hours in and master that that uh whatever that is yeah i also think parents got they're gonna have to it sucks i'm not trying to tell anyone how to parent but they also need to know when to back off because um it's also their life at the end of the day just whatever they choose to do you're just gonna have to back them the best you can yeah and i mean as a parent i know it would be kind of weird if you see your kid fucking it off like that's not gonna work Mm -hmm. you just have to advise them like look give this shit two years if what you're doing ain't working then you need to go back to the fucking drawing board but it's just hard. Like the course of your life, like I would, I never knew that I would at 34, I'd be doing a podcast and loving it. Mm-hmm. Like who knew that? Yeah. I didn't know I'd be driving trucks for a living. I didn't know that. I didn't know I'd be driving a bomb for a living. Like mm-hmm. I literally drive a bomb with, ex- with flammable fucking gas mm-hmm. <laughs> for a living. I never would have seen that when I was 18. I didn't know that. But it just you got to kind of find yourself, man. Some people don't find out what they want to do to their fucking 30, 29, 28. Yeah. You know, in between there, you got a lot of fluff, a lot of jobs that don't work out, a lot of shit. We, mm-hmm. we I think that what we're not mentioning is we would love for shit to go the way that we think it would in, in regards to like, oh, you know what you want to do by 18 when your brain's still developing at that age. You don't know what the fuck's going on. I think that that part of that is just you haven't experimented enough. Right. There's some people that have their mind. Black pussy, white pussy, Mexicans, <laughs> Asian. Yeah. All that. I think that. Uh, <laughs> I'm fucking with you, man. <laughs> uh, Keith is about to check out, man. This guy's getting tired. No, but they have. they. So the idea is that you, like, if you're 18, you have your mindset generally on playing sports. You probably want to play football. You want to go to the NFL. Um, and anything outside of that, it just doesn't really matter in life. Yeah. So if you are experimenting and um, and uh, taking a coding class, taking a web design class, taking a carpentry class, like those are the people that tend to figure out what because that's what you're doing already when you're in your twenties or whatever. When you eventually find what you want to do for the rest of your life, so true. Um, if you could just go through that process earlier, I think people will be there's not you know you don't need to rush the process, but no. there is a huge gap. Usually when you're after you're 18 where you're just trying to figure stuff out. So, you know, you can save yourself a lot of time by just experimenting more. I'll also say this. Some of you listening might be 28, 30, right in there, and you're still trying to figure it out. I'm here to let you know it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. As long as you're trying to figure it out, that's a good thing. It means you're being proactive. Mm-hmm. There's some people that not are not trying to figure it out and don't want to figure it out and don't give a fuck. But I think that it's important because the person you are in your 30s is the person you're going to be the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Once you get into your 30s and you're doing the same shit, yeah, I ain't saying all hope is lost. But it's it's knocking on that door. The fat Mm -hmm. lady is getting ready to sing. (laughs) Because you've you've created um, habits for so long that it's just hard to break after that. Exactly. After doing it for that long. Exactly. We're creatures of habit, man. Mm -hmm. Keep doing the same shit and not updating it. It's like having a computer and never updating the system. Mm-hmm. You know, you got fucking Windows 97 and it's 2019. 
Yeah. You got dial up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Fix your shit, man. <laughs> All right, man. Switching gears, dude. Um, major networks in comparison to podcasts. You know, the big differences. Um, you get like MSNBC, ESPN, Fox News, all these different big news outlets, right? And you think about podcasts. Okay, I think the biggest difference between these major networks and podcasts is that a podcast is going to be a lot more genuine. It's a long-form conversation. There's no scripts. There's nothing written down. There's no, what do you call it, a teleprompter or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. All we got is our brains and these mics. That's what we got on here. So, not every podcast is like that. Yeah, some podcasts are kind of, kind of fabricated. I don't. I don't that's it has a negative connotation. But what? they're just using more scripted stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, there's no right rate of podcast. All I know is that a long form podcast, like at least what we're doing and what some other guy, other people do, where they're not reading off of anything, they tend to be more genuine because everything's on the fly. But even just a conversation on the street that you have with someone, everything's on the fly. If you're talking to somebody over an hour or so, a lot of their real emotions and the way they feel about things and whatnot are going to come out. What I've noticed is, like, for example, like Breakfast Club, because of the type of platform it is, even though it's radio, it's almost they still look at it as a podcast. So Charlemagne asks questions that are not able to be even be asked on Fox or MSNBC or CNN or any of those different news, these, these different outlets. And if they have someone from like, if they have like a Jamel Hill on there on the Brilliant uh podcast, I don't, think I don't think they ever had her on there, but I could be wrong. Whenever they have somebody on there like uh, Angela Rye or whatever the case, they can have open dialogue and they I usually don't see that same type of dialogue on these major networks. Mm-hmm. It's usually like, you know, there's no cursing. It's, it's, it's just a lot different. It's more of um, kind of hard to explain. It's kind of more of like a... It's a different type of conversation. Mm-hmm. Just I, that's what I've noticed. Yeah, I mean, part of it is they you get regulated by the FCC over exactly. know, public airways or, or whatever, um, and the radio has some of that too. But uh, depending on you know which, if you're on Sirius or whatever, you can kind of cater that. But it, yeah. I think um, I think there's just a lot more freedom when you don't have to. Uh, um, walk within the lines, I guess. Right. Um, if you're if you're being backed by you know a huge network, the where the brand is bigger than anything that you can put out. Exactly. Um, then you're definitely going to have to you know a guy like you, just just the, just think about the way that they talk on uh, first taking stuff now. Right. They're saying like damn and hell and all these different words now that they even five six seven eight years ago they weren't even you know. Weren't even right. thinking about saying stuff like that, um, but now that they're doing it, just because you know they have more freedom, and I think I think that's part of part of it is that they're trying to compete with um, different platforms outside of like different YouTube YouTube outlets. They have different uh, sports networks that they're trying to start up on YouTube now, where mm. guys are a little bit more. Um, they they don't have to watch their mouth as much. Exactly. As say. Yeah, they can exactly. say pretty much whatever they want. They can crack jokes here and there. Um, but yeah, it's the, I think that's the biggest difference is just the the freedom that comes with saying, you know, what's on your mind. I think guys on ESPN and, you know, even Fox Sports Net, um, 
they have to watch themselves a little bit. But I think that they are trying to push the boundaries because you got Shannon Sharp with uh, Hennessy and weed and. I don't know. He ain't got weed on there. Snoop Dogg be bringing him like THD infused gummy bears, and oh, wow. he be bringing him Black and Miles, and but like he's implying legal, that he's smoking stuff. weed. Yeah, it's just it's like yeah, he's implying, but he ain't really putting it out there. But I get what you're saying. They're pushing the boundaries, but they're pushing the boundaries of uh, of you know what they could get away with. But what I've noticed is listening to different podcasts like Arian Foster's Now What, where he has different athletes that have been on there, and the way that they talk, and then they're being very transparent. And then I've listened to the same athlete go and have another conversation with someone on ESPN. And it's not that the conversation on ESPN wasn't good, but it was very like, you know, it was very uh, censored in a way, which mm-hmm. is obvious. Mm-hmm. I just feel like when a person can be themselves and I could tell, then it's it's a lot more engaging. But that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just seen mo- many athletes that even started their own podcast. It's a, a podcast called... Uh, it's with Quinn Richardson and Darius Miles. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's called Knuckleheads. And I've heard them have conversations with Dwayne Wade. And it's just really captivating hearing mm-hmm. these guys having, you know, having these open, this open dialogue. And I, I feel like podcasts are still growing, even though they're powerful and most people are creating them. It's such a powerful podcast because it's given, oh, not powerful. It's just a powerful platform. Mm-hmm. It's given a bunch of people, uh, you know, it's given a bunch of people the platform to get out there and say, look, I'm going to create this content. I don't have the FCC breathing down my fucking neck mm-hmm. and I can get paid from doing this. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you got Fox news or whatever else. There's still, it's still basically the same. Basically it's the same shit they've been doing a long time. Yeah. It's nothing new from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, I think part of it also is just the comfortability that happens when, um, you don't have a million like hairdressers and you know, oh, thousands of lights and, you know, five, six, seven, eight cameras that are, you know, hitting you at a time when you're on ESPN or these other platforms. Keith has a makeup artist. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got to get these brows right. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, even if you look at uh, a guy like, um, Kyrie Irving, for instance, he went on ESPN after he, after he uh, wanted, or after he wanted to go to, I wanted to get out of Cleveland and go to the Celtics after oh, he, yeah, that I've had trade that. happen, and the the conversation was really weird. He wasn't really answering questions, but after that, he he went on a, another podcast, and the, it was I don't know the name of the podcast, but he had more like you you could understand where he was coming from more exactly that the conversation was totally different so right i think um you know it's just a, a certain level of comfortability that comes with that comes with being on a podcast and you see podcasts quoted all the time yes you know people write different articles and even um during the playoffs this year kevin durant was on a podcast with cj mccullough and yeah. they used quotes from that pot or they used a sound clip from that podcast to throw on uh, during the before they before the the Trailblazers and Kevin Durant played, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> I think the podcasts are so powerful because if you're a guy, you're trying to you know become like a sports anchor or whatever the case, you're trying to get your feet wet, you want to get a job, and you can't get one for some reason, or you can't get a stable job as like a sports anchor, and you start a podcast and that shit is popping. 
that you may it's gonna be hard to come off that platform because you get to say everything you want to say you get to have on who you would want to have on and although it's a completely different platform you could turn that shit you could take that shit to youtube you could have a podcast slash fucking youtube channel and tear shit up and make a good living doing it mm-hmm. so i don't know something to think about yeah so start a podcast if you thinking about it yeah pretty much anyone can have well uh, i don't want to say that uh <laughs> i say almost anyone can have a podcast almost yeah i think that it, i think that everyone has done a podcast without realizing it because if you talk to your family or cousins aunts or whoever and and you've had a very fruitful or engaging conversation yeah. and it was like an over an hour or so the only difference between that and what me and keith are doing is that we recorded it that's the only difference yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so if you have any thoughts about should i start a podcast you've already done it mm-hmm. i would just encourage you to be consistent and keep putting out that content and yeah. people gravitate to it cool if not then yeah, it is what it is. But and stop asking us to be on our podcast. Just make your own. Right. True. And I, I don't mean to sound malicious by saying that. Keith said that. But um, <laughs> yeah, man. It, look, we don't. Really, we're not a guest. Uh, we're not a very guest-driven podcast. We have way more podcasts with me and Keith than having guests. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that just gets old, man. I'd be getting tired of it. Oh man, put, put me on a podcast, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, man, put me on a pod. But I mean, what do you do? Oh man, oh, just put me on there, man. <laughs> like, nigga, what? <laughs> yeah, man. If you if you ask to get on the podcast and we don't get back at you, it is not. Please don't be offended by it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, like my best friend of many, 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 many years have never been on here. It's not anything personal. It's just you know, it's just who's who fits. Yeah, and who's doing something out in the world that's significant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. That's all I got on that. Keith, you got anything else? Uh, Nope. Um, going to flip a coin, see if I go to the reunion or not, and uh, I'll let you guys know. Yeah. If, hey, if, if, hey, you heard that. If Keith goes to the reunion, I want all the single ladies to get in his DMs and let him know, like, hey, you know, if you, you want to have an orgy or something, <laughs> let him know. <laughs> Whatever you guys, just keep me out of it. All right. I don't want nothing to do with it. All right, man. If you made it to the end of this episode, thank you once again. This is episode 65 of the Chuckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Things. We're out of here. Peace.